Welcome back to Indie Housing Market. I'm Kyle Morris with Morris Property Group and FC Tucker. Hi, Shelly Walters with the Shelly Walters Realty Group and FC Tucker. So and, yeah, we've so got a interesting, interesting one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, so we had uh, Mayor Finkham on last week and she brought up some really good points that we kind of delved more into uh, as we've also been talking about inventory problems, all this other stuff that we were uh, been predicting for a couple of months. And now we just really have uh, dived a little bit more into it to be specific with the evidence supporting that. And then it was also interesting to hear um, the mayor talk about how people who have like specifically, obviously for Carmel, she's like people who've graduated from here want to live here mm -hmm. and they can't here. come back here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that you said you had somebody, yeah, somebody yesterday, a first time home buyer saying uh, they want to live in Brownsburg, but they kind of had started their pre, you know, Zillow look and everything and said, I can't even live in my hometown. And I remembered Sue had said that as well. And she said, you know, trying to figure out how to get people back here, but yeah, the kids growing up here can't stay in their hometown. They have to leave, mm -hmm. you know, build equity, and then come back later. Then, like she said, will they come back? It makes me sad, you know, when you think about it like that. Because, I don't know, like as, as a parent myself, like I um, like vacillate in between, like I want my kids to stay close and I want them to like spread their wings at the same time. Like I think they're, yeah. what I really like is spread your wings and then come back, right. I guess. I don't mm -hmm. know. I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, no, we're moving wherever they go. And I was like, oh, like, but, but you've got more than know. one. You've got more than one. Right. That, you know, they don't go the same place. So, yeah, but that's everything. So we're diving more into what we were talking about is this inventory is just shrinking it's like a crazy major problem. and it's only February. And what are we going to see in you know March, April? Will we see an increase because people see that as the seasonal time to start putting the house on the market? But what we were talking about, which we thought would be a great show, is depends on if we've got, you know, what, like this year, this year, we have 97 active in Carmel. But if I start to pull up what exactly that means, if we've got buyers, let's just start here with, if we've got buyers in Carmel, and they are anywhere looking between 200 and 300. Out of those 97, they have three to look at. Three. So if we go into, let's just say they're between three and four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So they have like 12 to choose from out of the 97. Yep. So when we say 97 active in a certain city, that's a big, well, not even a big number because they used to be 150 in Carmel on any given week. Um that's 97 means nothing until you really dive down to what does your client need and that's where we have the really low and then i know you talked to um our you know Tucker yeah mortgage. we talked to, to ross um here at, at tucker mortgage and you know we we're just trying to get some numbers of like how many uh pre-approvals you have in some of these price ranges and et cetera et cetera et cetera um and it's scary you know like because like let's say you know, sub 300, right? Uh, he's messing, uh, he's got like 11 pre-approvals for that. I have three of those in Fishers. Mm -hmm. um, I have seven in Noblesville, but the problem you have is that's spread across a thousand loan officers in this area. Now, don't get me wrong, like, so there's a thousand loan officers. They're not all, you know, not all of those clients are looking north side. Some may be like looking in Brownsburg or Greenwood or whatever, but like just as like broad strokes is kind of how we're going to discuss it. Let's say I've got three houses, sub 300, for people who are looking in Fishers. And I've got and four. And 500 people looking at those mm -hmm. houses. Because when we look at the average of what you're saying, what Ross said, mm -hmm. and try and figure out how many loan officers out there might have the average of that. And they're taking away half of those loan officers just to get to a number. Yeah. 
And there's then, no inventory. Well, and then the crazy thing is, is so there's no inventory for buyers right now. And we have less buyers than we're about to have in two months. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how much inventory comes on the market. We have a major bottleneck problem with inventory, and it is going to cause over list situations. It's already starting, actually. You know, I've heard quite a bit about it um, with, you know, like a really good turnkey house, multiple offers already, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, well, the inventory, like we're talking about, looking at mine, um, I have um, negative inventory almost. I have minus two. Carmel, 18 hit the market, but 16 pended. Mm-hmm. In Westfield, um, 27 hit the market, but 22 pended. And in Zionsville, one hit the market, but four pended. So yep. we've been saying that for weeks. That yes, just they're in- just taking away the inventory, which is where I get back to in Carmel. We usually were running 140, 150. We're at 97. Yeah. And, and, and it's just interesting because, you know, there's some houses that have been sitting as rates were a little bit higher. And then we had, um, you know, holidays. Like I know specifically uh, when we were looking at numbers a while back, um, December locally was down 30% um, within the market as far as much as like inventory and, and units and volume of, of things that were moved. Um, January was also down, right? Uh, when we were looking at it, I think you had that number pulled up. If we yeah, can track it so um, I pulled up the January. So they did, you know, my boys does for us the um, month end. Mm-hmm. So th- looking at the end of um, January, um, with Hamilton County and Zionsville, this is uh, new listings are down three uh, percent since mm-hmm. last January, and looking at January to January again is a lower time of year. Um, but in Zionsville, they were down twenty percent from last January, uh, which shows you know the one hitting the market. Uh, the the amount of closed sales is down two uh, percent over last January, and um, so both Zionsville. Then the one that's really so the that we found was pretty interesting is the cumulative days on market. They were the highest they've ever been in January of 2023. That's according to my bore. Which that surprised me a little bit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it so, feels higher now. Yes, but they're saying that we're down um, on days on market this January, uh, 20% in Hamilton County which we are, I'm seeing and we've seen in our stats week by week down. that it was gone way down to an average of four and five in, yeah. in some of these cities. But um, so the percent to list received was very interesting because we've said 97% like for weeks, weeks, yeah. weeks now. So I just wanted to say the last time we were getting offers over 100% was in August in 2020, 2022. So 2022, August, we dipped below 100% list-to-sale ratio and have never gone back. And they're saying year over year, um, we're still at 97% in January of 2024. Um, a little bit of an uptick, but not much. But just showing that we were in the over 100% for, like, since almost a year. April of 2021. Yeah. That's where we stayed. Yep. And then, boom, August of 2022 is when we started the drop. So list-to-sale ratio is really important for um, anybody, sellers and agents, to talk about what they're going to sell their house for. That multiple offer situation that we were seeing and going above 100% over January through January since last August 2022 is not happening, but we see it coming back. I don't think it'll go as high as it did during COVID. I don't think we'll be seeing... 
40, 50, 80, 100 K over list, like maybe here and there, but like, you know, 40 over list was pretty routine. Yeah. Right. Um, Depending on the price point. Yeah. I think we'll be up in the, you know, 15 to 30 top mm-hmm. end, quite honestly, because the other th- problem you have is like inflation is um, everything's just so expensive. The cost of the house is more expensive. Interest rates like the people just don't have the money. It starts to get into your debt to income and what you're going to put down. So I do think it'll be over list. I just don't think I don't want people to be afraid that it's going to be. But be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. But at the same time, agents like, and buyers. That's the thing, and it's going to take people out of the market, unfortunately, again. But when I'm sitting here, like looking at all of this stuff, um, you know, it's you know, we we're only down three percent right in January, but that's like cumulative as we were also down in December. And then we were, you know, like, and so it's not just a down 3%, like it's a snowball effect of like, we are continually having like, cause that's for January, that's new listings. That's not listings on the market. That's just was listed in January. That doesn't yeah. count the stuff that was listed in December. Well, my board stuff. says our active inventory from January, 2023 yep. and this January, 2024 was down 27% in yep. Hamilton County and 36% in Zionsville. So we already have been talking about no inventory, no inventory forever. This is looking bleak. (laughs) Well, so think about that. So you have inventory getting worse and interest rates going down. Like walk me through (laughs) how you think that will work out for us. Because as interest rates go down, people have more buying power. People will feel more, more confident willing. within yeah. the economy uh, that we're trending in the right direction. And I just don't see any way around this data. I, I, I just don't. I don't care how many houses you dumped on the market right now. It would not be sufficient. Um, and so we're talking about buyers and sellers right now. So right now, I would say, I, I think we started talking about it maybe about three, four weeks ago. Like I was starting to get a little bit disproportionate amount of phone calls of people already thinking about spring and it has ramped up significantly in the past 10 days yes. like i am just inundated right now with um with phone calls from buyers or listings and stuff like that but i've got some of these buyers i'm working with um and this is kind of one of the reasons we want to talk about it like i have people who are trying to settle yeah already they're settling for again their their attitude is i just want to get a house and where i don't we let were, somebody do that yeah right? but where we were january you know in 2021 and 2022 Buyers were doing that. Just, just get me a house. Just get me a yeah. house. You and I both are working with a buyer. Just yesterday, my people were like, "I just want to see this house that isn't even anywhere near what they told me they needed or wanted." But they went and saw it, and they're like, "I think we can make this work." And I just, yeah. I hate to see somebody try to do that again. But that's where we're back to: is the amount of houses available in their price point is nil. Well, that's like working with a. A knowledgeable agent matters, right? So I know the data. I know the trends. I've been in this for a bit now. Like I know we'll be fine and what you're looking for is will be coming on the mm-hmm. market here in the next like 60 days. Um, and, and not just one. Like there will be multiples that we could go look at instead of like one. Um, but it is to the point where like, you know, I've got a couple that is a little bit older, you know, children, um, adult children who are going to be leaving the house. You know, and, and they're looking at the, at the um, you know, kind of like the next chapter of their lives with retirement. And we're looking for a ranch with no yeah, steps. Yeah, ranches are a unicorn and a house. Right. Yes. And so, you know, uh, I, I was unavailable. My team member showed a house. 
And they're like, hey, we love this house. We want to write an offer. I was like, I, you know, I won't write an offer without me looking at the house. So right. I went the next morning and like it's a two story house with a basement. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, I just don't like this is just a, this, this isn't in line with what we wanted. Right. So like, let's double down here for a second and, and discuss this. And, you know, they're just like, oh, we're excited and, you know, we don't see. So we're going to do this. And I'm like, OK, so I got it. We got fine. We're like back to the timeline. We'll be OK. And that was like Friday. And then yesterday I got sent a house uh, from my buyers that was on the same street and it was the same floor plan. And I'm like, we just had this discussion that like, we're looking for a ranch. We just got to be patient. We'll be okay. But it's because like they want to get discouraged, right? Um, doesn't matter how much I'm in their ear. Sometimes it's about people have fears, right? Uh, and well, then yeah, buying a house they is really, exciting. really need to buy. And it gets to the new builds. Yeah. And an answer to that is the new build process. Um, interest rates are usually offered a little bit lower from the new builds. So um, that is an avenue if you're a new build uh, personality. Right. I just went through it myself. Obviously, as a real estate agent, I've done it a bunch of times. Because depending on the builder, that, you're four to nine months out. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. Depending on how, you know, if you're like semi-custom yeah, i mean if you're custom you're more like 11 to 14 but if you're semi-custom you're probably nine months out and then if you're just kind of buying something that's a little bit more of a spec home uh well not a spec home because that's you would just purchase it but um you know i mean more that's like a production line house you're probably looking at like four i, I closed at one. least five or six maybe i had one that was closed in four months it kind of blew me away because it's been years since i'd seen that yeah, yeah. it made me question that i was like Wait. yeah right is it like, gonna stand up something? in a tornado yeah yeah <laughs> we did put a furnace in this correct um but there it's just some... really interesting i have i had, had a, a listing appointment and i had somebody you know they were going to list and they're going to buy and um you know like we're like two weeks into the process and you know they just weren't seeing what they wanted out there and they're like ah we're just going to wait a year and i was like like and that's fine if they want to do that but I, people know, have been saying them. that since 2021 yeah mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna wait a year so 2022 came around they came back and tucked you know tip what they say tip your guys uh, what do you call it your toe in the water getting dip your speak. toe in the water yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah, you yeah. yeah um and then they backed out again and here yeah. they are again but now we're into the i really have to do this well, i we, really have to <laughs> how many people do you remember from like 2018 and 2019 who are like yeah, everything's just overinflated. Prices are high. I'm gonna mm. wait till the market corrects. And and like, yeah, no, like that has not happened. And what do we yeah. always say? Best time to buy was yesterday. Yeah. And we're walking into probably well. And and when we had Brad here from my board, he said that he they see their um, projection is 3.6 percent increase in in prices. Um, that'll be interesting to watch with the inventory situation that it seems to be the way we're heading. But let's hope that the sellers who are all pent up demanding as well, they are actually going to put their houses on the market. So hopefully we'll see some of that. Uh, but the interest I rates haven't dropped enough for those people at 2.8. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and I, you know, I was on a, a Zoom call yesterday and, uh, you know, our friend Carrie was talking about, you know, kind of nationally they're predicting because of when they're predicting that rates will fall that our third quarter will be kind of like our spring market here locally because that's when <clears throat> rates are predicted to kind of draw or drop a little bit more, which for me, like I would want to be buying in the spring then because you can always refinance. Yeah. But, um, because I, yeah, if any of those interest rates drop, you're going to have multiple, um, yeah. buyers come into the market above and beyond the ones that are just going through it right now. But yeah, dropping, um, all these new buyers in when their rates, this is still the time to buy. So you don't have the competition that's going to even be worse. But here's a legitimate, like, kind of like flip side to all of this. 
If you sell your house right now, you can do well. If you sell it in like 90 days, you'll do a little bit better. Um, in my personal opinion, just because it's seasonal. Um, the problem is not selling your house. It's finding mm -hmm. another house. and Which gets to being able to yeah. have an agent who can sell your house and help you not become homeless. Yeah, The process of that is a totally different process for a seller that needs to have potentially a layover into the you know time period of still looking for a house, 30 to 45 days. And that all has to be said right up front for the buyers to be able to come in. And back in the day, past couple of years, buyers were willing to do whatever it took yeah. To get that offer. So if you need to stay an extra, you know, 30, 60 days to find your house, buyers were willing to do that. And I remember when I first started real estate back in um, 2008, and I would run across the people in southern Indiana with standard to have a 30-day um, layover, stay over in the house. That was standard. And mm -hmm. they would come up here come sometimes, and then they would want to sell a house here. And they're like, uh, we need 30 days post-possession. And I'm like, um, What? No way. And it was, you know, no way would you let somebody go and stay in the house for a day. It was mm -hmm. just like, what's going to happen? It could be horrible. Um, just not worth it. Yep. And then when that started coming back, now I just kind of feel like that might stay. You know, some people are just asking for five days, you know. I rented, when we <clears throat> built our house, we sold our house, um, we rented it back from the people who bought our house for six months. Wait, uh, November to April. Yeah. yeah, six months. Um, and we paid a thousand over the mortgage of the new people because we were going to have to have two storage pods, mm -hmm. two storage units, mm -hmm. and, and temporary twice. housing. Yeah, which and, temporary yeah. housing is uh, it was more expensive than like uh, a long term lease, right? I was like, it's a net win for us by like yeah. a couple thousand Just dollars. The mental mm -hmm. capacity that you can handle all of that without having to do a double move with kids and everything. But we had to throw a number at it that like moved the me the meter, yeah. right? Like we make weren't me like move, make me stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the other thing I hope changes a little bit is um, contingent offers. So we have successfully mm -hmm. gotten contingent offers accepted even during COVID. Um, so for the past three years, we've we've successfully had contingent offers. I understand the thought process where people think it's an added layer, it's in a headache and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I just think, you know, I've dealt with, you know, when, I, when I'm dealing with an agent who's like, you know, just really on top of it, like I just don't have a problem that the house will sell and that it will close, in my opinion, um, especially if it's a better offer. The amount of my deals that don't reach a closing table, I mean, I, I would – one percent i would say it's yeah. probably less than one yeah. percent yeah well you better knock on wood yeah i don't need I'm to because same, like, i'm in the same boat and yeah yeah but it's just that's so rare because there are avenues to take throughout the pending process to make sure you get to the closing table correct and help both sides get what they want and get to closing yeah, yeah. i and so i i think part of it is <clears throat> going to be agents and sellers and buyers getting back on board with contingent offers and that it's not a bad offer. It's a good offer. I understand the potential for the headaches, but like if you educate uh, the seller, you educate the buyer, and you have, like I'll also say this, it takes two agents that communicate at a high level, right? Zero problems. Well, literally, zero it opens problems. up the inventory, so that's where we say and then the you seller can buy more houses. Yeah, yeah. Or not and buy have more, but yeah, better selection. Yeah, more to sell. So mm -hmm. the inventory, it just is a, a perpetual forward motion. If we can get contingent offers started again, it um, opens just everything. because a seller looks at you and goes, "But what am I going to do to buy?" Say, so "We'll just 
you know, we can make an offer and get it contingent. But there are a lot of agents out there that yep. just are afraid of those or they think they're horrible and not a way. But that is a way to break open the inventory. But it's the same thing with uh, FHA and VA. There's a lack of understanding right. of the of the loans and all that stuff. And, and like that just takes, you know, people perfecting their craft. It takes um, educating your sellers, but it takes educating yourself first right um, exactly well the va thing is just to me very sad and and hearing what people say mm-hmm. i'll have agents call me and price you know a house and i mean they're so defeated they go will you take a va loan like i'm like yeah, yeah we can yeah. yeah we will why she's like oh thank you we cannot find anybody who will take a va loan yeah. and i'm just like the reasons I've been told is because they aren't a good enough buyer because they can't even put a per- anything down. Which no, is, which is so wrong. I've they had a earned VA, that right, right to have a zero percent down loan. I've had buyers who used a VA loan who could put twenty percent down, and that would have gotten better with a conventional, but wanted to take advantage of their veteran right. benefit, and it's just a. A lack of education to a certain point. I know so the, like when I call, I'll be like, hey, it's VA, but we are liquid. You know, yeah. like that's what I'll say, uh, you know, when I'm working with a VA buyer. Well, buyer. the only other thing is the $75 old-fashioned termite thing. Okay, yeah. $75, that's no big deal. But if they're concerned about the inspection items, well, if it's an old house that's all beat up, you know, we know we can't mm-hmm. probably take that. But a standard home that's, you know, in good shape, they should not be afraid of it, and they should stop, not stop a veteran from being able to use his loan. And even if, like, if you've done enough of them, like, I know where the hiccups are. I know if it'll pass or if it won't. I don't yeah, want to say pass because exactly. that's not really it. If right. there's going to be conditions to close, right? Like, I know what we're looking at. Um, well, you know so what I've done, complex. too, um, with the VA loans is I tell the buyer or the buyer's agent, I, you know, I say, look, here's the things we know, standard rail on the stairway yep. um, rail in the front yard or whatever um other little things that around we the know. deck um Just windows m- got to be able to open you right. know uh, so here's the here's a really paint, good answer right? for that like if paint's peeling if the seller's like i wouldn't have to do these things for the fha or the conventional buyers i go to the you know buyer's agent and i say here's the stumbling point my sellers don't want to have this extra expense will your buyer be willing to do this to when they when it comes up, would they, you know what's their would they do two thousand dollars worth of stuff if the appraiser comes and says oh uh, there's contractors and who the will take payment out of proceeds right. like there's just so, so the, many options the buyer can get it because that's what most people are worried about is the inspection items well then just turn that around and ask the buyer the seller doesn't want to do the inspection items so one no we won't take a VA or just want to let you know and we will take a VA there's ways around it but the the just standard no. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. Yeah, I just it's there's just so much to it. Uh, I just hope as we like get into the spring market, um, everybody, I mean, agents, buyers, seller, they just kind of get out of their own way to a certain extent and mm-hmm. educate themselves to kind of know like, you know, we're actually perpetuating our own problem at this point. That's the worst part about this. Right. Like it's just a lack of education. It's a lack of. Um, uh, there's a lot of fear. Um, I think a lot of that is societal based right now, right? With everything that we've been through since, you know, uh, COVID and all that stuff. So I get how we got here. Um, but at a certain point, like, we're now choosing to be here and we could choose to not be here. Right. right? There's just ways of uh, thinking outside the box and mm-hmm. breaking open this inventory in, in, in many different ways and helping buyers. So um, just a little deep dive into where we were saying, oh, the inventory's low. But if you really look at it for the buyers that are in a certain price point, 
it's really low because to pick from four in any given week or six in any given week, mm-hmm. and if those are the ones that have set on the market for, you know, 80 days or something, that means there's something wrong with this house. But then that gets Not back to maybe though. it's just the price. Yeah, it could be just and the price. It could throw be an the- offer at them. Throw an offer and see what happens because there's still people that are sitting on those prices thinking we're going to sell at you know 100% list to sale ratio. But there's other sellers that are sitting there and saying, please buy my house. And they haven't done the price reduction because they don't understand that process. We had one uh, <laughs> that we got, were looking at and um, – we wrote an offer and we, you know, we ended up at like list with a two one buy down. And, you know, there's just kind of some argument about price, but like with the two one buy down at this price point, it was above the 97% list to sale ratio. Like I was basically okay. around 98, 98 and a half. And I'm like, this is a net win on a house that's been on the market 30 days, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we didn't talk about, but for the buyers, again, this is another way yeah. to get out of that interest rate scare is to try and get the sellers to two offer one. that. Yeah. yeah, two one buy down. Um, or leave one, just one percentage point. Yeah. You know? Like that's just Because so we're it. back into the sixes potentially, you know, sometimes dip. So that gets you to 5.9 or something. Yeah. Well, and there was a lack of education on the price. Like every single time I do a two, two one buy down, like I get the specific amount that I have to mm-hmm. do. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm very specific and write it in. You know, I've had agents who are like, oh, that's going to be so much. And I'm like, it's $7,720 specifically. You know, like that's the exact number I need. Um it's just education and I get it like the market like you know it was a lot and but there was uh even though it was uh kind of drinking from a fire hose there was a lot of ease to a certain extent of um people didn't have to be as educated on some of these things Mm because offers were coming across so clean but like those are gone like offers are going to be more complex um, more diverse, more creative. And if you don't know your ins and outs, you're going to end up taking a worse offer for your sellers due to lack of education of what mm-hmm. offers look like and loans look like. Well, it options. gets back to the um, prepping your buyer or your seller and what the process is in front of you. And um, with my buyers right now, I'm telling them, you know, I'm going back to explaining the escalation clause, um, appraisal gap, and everything because of the price points they're in i'm just telling them if this is a house that's going to be perfect i'm back to saying you know when we could see second showings and stuff like i don't i'm i'm afraid right now any house that's the market we've got to see it immediately and if it's you that never house, know, you'll know yeah, when you look you'll at never it. know yeah. which house is going to fly off in one day and i saw yeah. a bunch of one in two days on my stats for um, yeah. the different cities i saw a bunch of one in two days on the market i feel like there's the ones that you for sure know are right but there's sometimes these ones that you wouldn't that's think what that i'm saying are, you don't know are. which one yeah. it's going to be so you just have to go see it immediately that perfect, and be like, ready pinterest looking house mm-hmm. like yeah it's not going to make it yeah, yeah no it's just not and if especially make it. if it's priced correctly and you know you know so Again, there we aren't seeing the, and we're leaving offers open till Sunday. None of that. So get your offer in. Get in and see it immediately. Get in and get your offer in, and and get that really nice house. But you can't wait a couple of days on those. Mm-hmm. But there's others like we're seeing eighty days on the market. So there's two markets right now. But I think part of that too is like for buyers, like I want to work with spring buyers now because mm-hmm. I want a month. Of us going and looking at houses, education, educating what it's going to be like, you know, because they'll be like, well, hey, 
you know, like what ended up happening with that house, it was gone the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it becomes this kind of batting practice to kind of see what the market's going to be like. Cause otherwise you just jump right into it and you're going to be overwhelmed most likely just because you're this, talking big numbers, higher payments, yeah. and instant decisions. And it gets back to the, they need to know when they see the house that's right for them. They need mm-hmm. to know that because if it's the first house they see, they won't know it. That's hard. And so you have to do the education part. So not being ready is not a bad thing. So you can get in the houses. So when you are ready, if it's three to four weeks later, that when you walk into that perfect house, you like, oh, yeah, we know. Because there's that hesitation for any buyer. But there's also a hesitation if it's put in front of them the very first one. It's hard. Um, <clears throat> I generally try to not. And this is a conversation I have with buyers. I generally try to not write an offer on the first house we see, right? Because I'm like, we just you know, just don't know. But like I look at so many houses, I also have, I mean, I've absolutely written offers on the first house we've seen because I've been in there and I've been like, it's not gonna get better. No, like this is I know. perfect. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm like, kind I of don't like, usually I'm kind of like stressing so at the front door me. going, this is, this is a great house. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, I haven't seen a house like this in six months yeah. at this price point. You need We're to go. not going to find another mm-hmm. one. But it's, it's the first house. I'm just telling you. And then the buyers that have said, you know, yes. I need to see more. Oh, uh, they'll regret Then, it. yeah, um, three, four months down the road, they're like, should have done it. And I'm like, I, I can't tell you this yeah. with so much force that I that makes you feel bad. I'm just trying to be here and tell you what I know in the market because we're in it every day. And that's really hard for buyers to to listen to us and tell tell them this is your house if they just started. So education. I probably for tell a while more people good. like, hey, be patient. Like this yeah, isn't it. Absolutely. I tell way well, more. Well, yeah, people walking that. into that house is very hard. Yeah. It's not very normal. Yeah. So, but like, so that's like when you do it, you're like, oh, this is. I gotta tell these people, like, hey, this is, like, you need to jump. <laughs> you I know, know. I know. Yeah. I know. And, it, and it's, it's like, hard. man, I really don't want to, you know, because I take what I do seriously, and I don't want to feel. I don't want anybody to think I'm being a pressure or anything like that. Like, I just have the experience and the knowledge base at this point, you know. So, did you see that? I did see that. That's amazing. <laughs> Somebody with some really wild Amen. hair just went by. I've never – a rainbow hair. So I was just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we could jump into the stats. I don't yeah, even let's think get it super, the- super matters for me. Like – uh, it's more about explaining them to you guys a little bit better this time um, and like why we have the opinions we have. It's like not just an opinion. It's off of data uh, and experience. Uh, and Fishers had 21 go on the market, 21 total pinned, right? Yeah. Like just a net zero. Six of them pinned that were within the seven-day period, right? That made their first seven days on market they pinned. I've got 104 on market in Fishers. Last week I had 106, right? I, I, I'm like at 40 days on market, but we are just trending so far down. It's ridiculous. You know, when I did the hard numbers, I don't want to really jump into all of it, but I had three under 300K. I had 13 between three and 400K. I had eight between four and 500. And I had four between 500 and 600. And I, I could keep going up. I broke it down into, you know, the, the smaller numbers, but basically six and up there was seven. Right, um, and then Noblesville, seventeen on the mark went on the market, nineteen pinned. Right, so I'm like I'm sub a hundred for inventory. I'm at ninety four, um, forty eight days on market, twenty five median. But in Noblesville, uh, you know, I had more sub three hundreds. I had seven on, um, but I had less three hundred to four hundreds. You know, like I had eight, 
at nine from four to 500. And then from 500 up, I had seven. Which we like, get back to talking about the lenders who have all these pre-approvals mm-hmm. that like Ross gave us under 200, under 300 is there's a hundred for every house. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's not one for a four house, you know, four buyers for one house. It's a big number. Well, and then you could even get more specific. So like when you're running your numbers, like some of those were three bedroom, some of them were four bedroom, exactly. some of them were five bedroom. Right. Yeah. So then like it gets even more specific because mm-hmm. some people can't do a three bedroom. Or a ranch right? at 300 or a ranch. to 400, there's right. zero. Yeah. Some of them need like a, a main floor uh, a bedroom. Like mm-hmm. it's, you start getting, the more specific your search gets, the less your options get, which means the longer your timeline needs to be. It's just the reality of it. Uh, the educational process. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Carmel, um, we kind of said this before, but in the past seven days, 18 hit the market. 10 of those that hit in the market or um, in the past seven days, so that's a lot. Over 50% pended immediately, but a total of 16 pended in the past seven days and only 18 hit the market, so we're almost at negative. Um, active are 97. 71 sold in the past 30 days. That was a lot less than we've been seeing. Um, list of sale ratio staying at 97%. And the days on market for the past 30 days, um, the median's 18. And um, that's coming down every mm-hmm. week, every week. Westfield, 27 hit the market. Nine of those pended. So that was still a big number as well. Um, but 22 total pended. And the average days, or the, I just talked to median. Median days on market for the past seven days is 10. And that's really low for Westfield compared to where we've been. 169 are active. Tons of new builds. <laughs> um, 95 sold in the past 30 days. Low again. But they went up to 98% list-to-sale ratio, and their median days on market is 14. So trending downward as well, which is good for our sellers to know that it's coming down. Zionsville, one hit the market, four pended, so negative inventory there. They have high days on market um, in Zionsville, and it just amazes me with their um, actual inventory. 35 are currently active. 21 sold in the past 30 days. So if we have 31 active and 21 sold in the past 30 days, they're really getting low. Mm-hmm. Um, 97% list-to-sale ratio. Uh, median days on markets ha- hovering around 60 for both the past seven days and the past 30 days in Zionsville. So that's those. So It's, uh, I don't know, I, it's, you know, I, by no means do I feel like we're trying to, like, uh, scare people or anything. We're just trying to give, like, the state of the state. Um, and more importantly, like, I just want people to, like, educate themselves so we can get back to accepting contingent offers so, like, we can actually get this market to where it needs to be um because i don't care flexible a little bit right now just just kind of think strongly about every avenue you can possibly go instead of just ramming through the old-fashioned way which i know we haven't had an old-fashioned way forever but um it's a continual changing market yeah it's not like we're going back to 2021 2022 that's gone Whatever we're walking into is going to be totally different than what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It's just because of interest rates and because of other things, but it's never going to be the same. So moving forward, we just have to be prepared for what's coming at us. Think outside the box and um, just help your buyers and sellers as best you can. I wonder if there's a way we could track the number of how many active contingent, right, is how they used to put it. For, mm-hmm. So basically, if somebody did have a, a contingent offer, how many actually relisted? Right. Well, it wouldn't be realistic, but um, 
had to go back on the market, had to go back because, on the it market didn't go because it didn't go through. I bet the number is so small. I mean, yeah. just so, so small. But that's not what happens. It's, you know, everybody thinks it's big. Or honestly, the bigger concern is like, that's great, it's a small number. But like, because of the way, you know, our society is thinking these days, it's like, yeah, but I'm going to be the unlucky one. Right? Yeah. So. And the other thing about it is, is there are days on market, if you look at it, so contingency, if they say they want a 60 day first right contingency, maybe bring it down to 45 or 30, mm -hmm. just to, you know, then you can renegotiate at the end of the 30 or 45 days. But if we're looking at the average days on market of 18 in Carmel and our medians, I should say 18 and 14, it's going to go within It'll that. be gone. If yeah. we're looking at the, the numbers and the stats, it's going to go in the time period that they've asked for that time. It'll be yeah. before. Yeah. I don't know. All interesting stuff to think about. Um, I know we've got a hard stop here today because you're busy as usual. Um, I'm Kyle Morse with Morse Property Group and FC Tucker. My number is 317-649-5122. I'm Shelly Walters, Shelly Walters Realty Group, and my phone number is 317-201-2601. And like and subscribe if you would like to or give us some information of some th topics you would like to have us cover. We'd be glad to do that as well. Anyway, thanks for joining us at the Indie Real Estate Podcast. Indie Housing Market. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>